This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Okay, let's move on. Can we break down this Chargers and Chiefs game? Because, man, it was just, it was such a good game. Back and forth. It was great to see Keenan Allen back in the mix. I thought he helped lift that Chargers offense quite a bit. And, of course, the, the special magic uh, between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But I kind of wanted to start with uh, on the Chargers side of things. Um, and Keenan Allen just even a diminished Keenan Allen, because that's what he was in this game. Even a diminished Keenan Allen brought so much stability to this offense, Matt. They got a guy who can get open. They got a guy who can beat man coverage, who knows how to sit down against zone coverage. And, you know, I think since the moment Keenan Allen got hurt early on in week one, everybody has been playing like a peg above where they should. Even Mike Mm. Williams when he was out there, because I don't think Mike Williams is a number one receiver. Like, show me the guy who's an average to below average separator, who's a legitimate number one receiver in the NFL. I don't think you I don't think you can do it. You know, like there's nobody. You got to be able to get open. You got to be able to beat tight coverage. You can't just be a 50-50 ball receiver and be a legitimate number one receiver. So I think even Mike Williams was playing a peg above where he should have been because Keenan Allen's the number one in this offense because he dictates coverages and and he just, again, knows how to get open. And then when Mike Williams goes down, it's like, all right, now we've got Josh Palmer as the top receiver and and that's not going to work. And I mean, I like there are people in in the discord this morning asked me about, uh, you know, Josh Palmer and like his production of late. It's like, okay, last night's one thing because – I think he actually played really well uh, last night he against did. Kansas City Chiefs, but totally. that's because Keenan Allen's back. And like, there, there's if there's one problem I have with the oh, there, I actually have a lot of problems with the way the Chargers design and call offense. But the number one thing is they have not adjusted the plays, the route combinations at all since they've had injuries. And it's like you're asking like DeAndre Carter to run the Keenan Allen routes. Can't Jadra Carter's a kick, kick returner, okay? <laughs> and Keenan Allen's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Like, he's right. not going to do that. You know, Josh yeah. Palmer, like, moving around and trying to do this stuff, too. So when you have a guy that can legitimately get open and actually cause mismatch problems, that's going to make life easier for all the other guys, Josh Palmer included. And then, like, this is kind of one of the things that grinds my gears about, like, fantasy and stuff like that is, okay. like, yeah, Josh Palmer had some good games coming into week 11. But the offense sucked. The offense was playing well below expectations. It's like right. wide receiver stats don't matter, bro. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter if Josh Palmer's out there going like five for sixty-eight and a touchdown or whatever. If the offense is stuck in the mud, like nobody's sitting there, like you know what? We had a good game because Josh Palmer had sixty-eight yards and a touchdown or something like that. Okay, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> P- point of that is, like, I think having Keenan Allen back just makes this offense like what it's actually supposed to be, and it, it's reflected in Herbert's numbers too. He has nine point three yards per attempt last night. He had he went under six the five pre- the four previous games. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you talk about the efficiency overall, right? Like a 76.7% completion rate. Um, that was the highest of the season, the highest of the season uh, for Justin Herbert. And and I get it. You know, hey, listen, K- Kansas City's pass defense, their defense in general, not very good. Right. But that's OK. I mean, still, overall, I thought the offense looked a hell of a lot better. 280 yards passing for um, for Herbert, two touchdowns and one interception. Um Mike Williams gets hurt again, though. Boy, how concerned are you about that on the overall lasting impacts um, on the offense? And, and, you know, and could you actually expand a little bit on the whole Joshua Palmer thing? Because, man, I really did feel like he played well as a number two wide receiver. Again, when I say that I, I Josh Palmer is like not a guy I really like. Um I'm not saying he's an XFL talent or something like that. Like get this guy out of the league, but he's like, he should be at best your number three option in the passing game. And when you've got Keenan Allen, you've got Austin Eckler, you've got Josh Palmer. Like that's fine. You can get away with that, but there's still like, I still think last night, like there's something to, there was, there was something missing, you know, there could be more there. That's why you miss it. You're missing a guy like Mike Williams. You're missing some of that um, vertical sideline passes, but look, they did a lot to get uh, Josh Palmer against zone coverage, uh, get him some open shots downfield. And that's great. Like, again, he's not a bottom barrel talent or anything like that. I just don't think he's a legit starting receiver in the NFL. And when, you know, he's used in that type of way, I think that can be fine. So, yeah, to me, Palmer's a, like he's a he's just a guy, right? Like he's like a Zay Jones type of player. Like Zay Jones can I got pop you. up for games every now and again. So um, I still think that the Chargers, yeah, they're going to miss Mike Williams. Who, when the hell is Mike Williams going to play at this point? You know, a high ankle sprain. He re-aggravates I it. I, you know, who I knows? Know. Like, I do think having Keenan Allen back though is is the is really the straw the straw that stirs the drink here. Like he's the most important part of this offense because. He is a high-end separator. He can still really beat zone coverage and beat man coverage, all that type of stuff. So having him back is is big overall for uh, for the L.A. Chargers offense. I mean, Keenan Allen, 5 of 8 for 94 yards. He had almost 19 yards per reception. That is... That is very impressive, man. That's uh, very impressive, especially for Keenan Allen and the routes uh, that he is running. Hey, I'll I'll throw this out there to you. Um, Darius Slayton or Josh Palmer, who you got? Like rest of season uh, in fantasy or like as a Just talent. Yeah, just like Uh, a player, you know? Because I feel like Darius Slayton is, again, just like a nice professional wide receiver, but nothing special. But, you know, again, somebody I think that every football team would, would like a player that every football team would like to have on their team. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Slayton there. Um, just think he's more consistently valuable as a vertical stretch option um, than Josh Palmer is. He's got brings a little bit more speed to the table um, than Josh Palmer does. Like, again, a lot of those pet routes that get him deep last uh last yeah. night those are a lot of like manufactured down the field so which again that's great like palmer can execute those plays but i think you can find a lot of guys to execute those plays yeah i i don't know slayton's not a, he's a good example though not not from like a uh skill set standpoint but just like a yeah he's a professional wide receiver that's going to hang around but what are the giants like consistently try to upgrade even not even just this group which weirdly wanted to like kick Slayton out of town when they have like yeah. no wide receiver talent. But even the last Giants regime, you know, <laughs> right, drafting right. Kadarius Tony, bringing, you know, signing Sterling Shepard to a long-term contract, like always kind of trying to replace a guy like uh, Darius Slayton. I think that the Chargers at the end of the year will probably look at like their receiver core and think, okay, we can do a little bit better here. All right. Hey, how about on the other sideline here? It was Travis Kelsey and I, I don't even know who else, you know, I mean, our, our dude Sky Moore popped up a little bit. Um, you know, again, Kadarius Tony gets hurt again. 
Um, I don't even know how many snaps he played, but man, he got targeted one time and we just never saw from him again. But let's flip this, that conversation on its head. You say, okay, well, listen, you, you need Keenan Allen back. You know, you'd like Mike Williams to be back for your, as your number two. And it's like, when I look at the Kansas city chiefs, it's like, they just manufacture yards. They are manufacturing opportunities. And I get that Travis Kelsey is a, a hall of fame player. But it is very rare for you to have ever seen this good of an offense run through a tight end. Yeah, and I mean, they, they play this guy, Justin Watson, runs around on 97% of the dropbacks, more, more than anybody <laughs> else on the team. Right. And like, let me tell you what, I don't, I don't got an RP chart on uh, old Justin <laughs> Watson there. I don't have a lot of takes ready to fire off about Justin Watson, yeah. you know? Um, right. But man, I mean... The way that Mahomes was obviously getting the ball to, to Watson a little bit, obviously getting the ball to Kelsey. I mean, they were the efficiency numbers out of their 13 personnel, which is one back, three tight ends, last night against the Chargers was disgusting. I mean, disgusting. The, you know, getting the ball to this guy, Jody Forston, getting the ball to, you know, Noah yeah. Gray, stuff like that. These Noah other tight ends. Noah Gray. <laughs> What what is going on? I mean, we're watching. I mean, again, it's like we're watching the wizardry of of, of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, just like having a mind meld, um, doing special things here. Because I mean, like, dude, I'm, it's like, are you serious, man? Like Joe Fortson, like MVS, Noah Gray, Justin Watson, like, who are these dudes? And they're manufacturing yards, man. Like, it's really, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think we've ever seen something like this in the NFL before. Well, I mean, this is why it's like, okay. I like Justin Herbert. I love Josh Allen. There's one, you know, Terminator right now in the NFL. There's one dude, and it's Patrick Mahomes, man. I mean, he's like, he's like a singular talent. I, I mean, he's the best. He's the best football player in the planet right now. I mean, <laughs> and he and he. We should have known that coming to the year. I mean, there were people that were legitimately like, dude, with the Chiefs, are they going to be fourth in the division? <laughs> what with Patrick with fifteen? I don't think so. Like, no way. I mean, he's he is a talent elevator and like I like Sky Moore but Sky Moore is a rookie receiver I think Sky Moore played really well last night um you know 37.5 targets per route run like he popped up a little bit um that yeah. was a nice call by you to call him a, a sleeper because here's the deal man you know for the for the Tony bros um it, it, like he was not involved the way I think people thought you know coming into the coming into the game like Sky Moore was on the field early like it wasn't as if Sky Moore was just there because then Kadarius Tony gets hurt you know obviously I think Tony would have had a nice game but he was still like a 40% snap player 50% snap player for for Kadarius Tony because he's a gadget guy he he's not really a guy that's going to go out there and win on a route by route basis and I think Sky Moore is learning to be that player and and then you know then you've got guys like Justin Watson and MVS who are not like legit separators either, but I mean, Mahomes no. is just unbelievably good. And, you know, I, I, I'm very like, how do you, if you're, if you're a team that's like, you see him trotting out there less than two minutes to go in, in a game winning situation, <laughs> dude, dude, I already, you already knew it was over. Like when, when the chargers took the lead and, and the chiefs got the ball back, you already knew it was over. I don't know how they're going to do it, but Mahomes is going to do something and, and they're going to win. And plus, it's like <laughs> I'm watching the game with my buddy John Hansen, who's a Minnesota Vikings fan, right? And he's like, he calls the Chargers uh, Minnesota West, <laughs> you know, oh. where it's just like, like the fan base has been so scarred. They know it's over. It's you know over, what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, that was tough, man. But I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't know what this was, this game plan that they, they utilized here in Kansas City, um, but I want to harken back to it. Like you talk about 13 personnel, they're using these three tight ends. Like you look at the participation here uh, for the Chiefs, Justin Watson played 87% of the snaps. There wasn't another receiver who played 70%. Sky yeah. Moore was third in participation and he played less than 40% of the snaps, Matt. What? What is this offense? Like this is... This is like magic. And, and, you know, here's the thing. If Mahomes struggled somewhat this year, you could point to the roster and say, well, yeah, of course he's going to struggle because, dude, look at how they've constructed the roster. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have reliable wide receivers. They don't have anyone who's a natural separator um, in terms of, like, man-to-man coverage. Like, adding Juju was nice. But that's not enough. Like, again, you talk about who's the one, who's the two. Like, Juju's obviously a number two. Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs, they had all the reason in the world. In a year, by the way, I feel like the entire NFL offense has taken a step back. Mahomes and company have just kept trudging on. Like, that is, I mean, truly, honestly, it has been incredible. I really think, like, coming into this year, this is like a statement season for Patrick Mahomes because, and I don't really don't know like what is wrong with people uh, online sometimes where like the, you say something about Patrick Mahomes is like, Oh yeah, but Andy Reid or Oh yeah, but Travis Kelsey. It's like, just, just enjoy football for for a second, please. <laughs> like, and like, be honest with yourself that he's ridiculous. Okay. It's, yeah, he's it's ridiculous. okay. It's okay it's, to, to be honest with, with what you like. It's okay to trust your eyes and just believe it. Okay. Um, yeah. Not have to just like try to discredit things all the time. Mm-hmm. But I really think this was like a statement season for Mahomes because it was his first year without Tyree kill. Like there was obviously Correct. all this yeah. mm-hmm. and look, yeah, like you said, these guys are all fine. MVS is fine. in What he does. Juju is a, a good player, but not a number one receiver. Um, like, all right, how do you elevate these dudes? Like, how do you, what do you do when you're surrounded by guys who aren't Tyreek Hill, who's a no doubt about it, top three receiver in the NFL. And I think this, and he's probably going to win. He's going to be probably going to moonwalk to the MVP at this point. <laughs> oh, Patrick God, Holmes. Yes, so yeah, absolutely. it's a statement season. And I actually kind of feel, this is totally narrative stuff, but I actually kind of feel yeah. like watching him play this year and like the way he talks in like press conferences, he's just all business, all like, I think he kind of knows it was a statement season as well, especially because like Tyreek was out there, you know, yapping all the time in the off season about, well, Tua <laughs> just as good as Mahomes. And, and look, a lot of his Tua, Tua takes look great at this point, Tyreek Hill. But I yeah. kind of feel like Mahomes knew this was a statement season. And, and so far, like he's lived up to the billing for sure. Yeah, he's on a mission, dude. He is absolutely on a mission. It's it's just crazy. It's Travis Kelsey and I don't know who. You know, I mean, in in a week where you're taking on the Chargers divisional rival in a week that, you know, you don't have Juju Smith, you you lose Kadarius Tony early on. You just I mean, you're out there making it up as you go and just magic, you know, just absolute magic. man. it's come on. This guy's this guy's ridiculous. He's next level, dude. 